Hey, what's up, everybody? DJ Martin here, church pastor at Parker Ford Church. Whether you're a member at Parker Ford or just joining us online through the podcast or Facebook, it's great to have you with us today. What we do every single week is we take about 10 to 15 minutes and uh, we take time to talk about a different aspect of spiritual formation. At least that's what we've been doing in our midweek teaching series uh, this year. Every, every single Wednesday in 2021, we've been talking about a different concept and aspect of spiritual formation. Spiritual formation is the idea of being conformed into the image of Jesus. In many ways, this is, this is uh, one of the main points of, of walking with Christ is that we would become more like him, that we would look like him, that we would act like him, that we would think like him. And uh, that's the process of spiritual formation. And this is a topic that is in many ways inexhaustible because Jesus is inexhaustible. And so there are endless ways to think about becoming more like him. Today, we're talking about uh, learning to be conformed uh, to his image in the way that we love. And I've titled today's teaching, The War Inside Spills Out. This is a concept I've been thinking about um, over the last couple of weeks. The, the idea that what's going on inside us will inevitably come out and touch those around us. And so when we're overtired, when we're exhausted, when we're burned out, when we're frustrated, when we're angry, when we're bitter, um, that bitterness, that anger, that sadness, that weariness um, will come out and it will touch the people around us. It, it, will affect, it will affect them. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm, I'm not saying we pretend to be something we're not. Um, but, you know, if, if I'm really dealing with an with anger inside, then my kids are going to feel that. My wife is going to feel that. My friends are going to feel that. Um, and so there's always this, this kind of, uh, I think, two sides of the coin. On, on, on one hand, we need to be honest and we need to be real. And, and it's okay to be broken and it's okay to, be, uh, to struggle with anger and frustration and weariness. And we need to bring that to the Lord. And, and that's at, at the core of what prayer is meant to be, just being honest with God about stuff. On, on the other hand, um, as we are conformed and formed deeper into the image of Jesus, um, we want that to spill out as well and touch the people around us. And so as he fills us with love, we hope, the hope is that that love uh, bears fruit and it produces fruit in our lives that touches others. This is the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. What, what's going on inside will inevitably spill out. How I was specifically thinking about that uh, this week is, is the idea that when there's self-loathing, when there's a uh, hatred towards myself, it's impossible for that not to come out and touch other people. The war inside, the way, the way that I'm bitter towards myself um, is gonna come out. And so if I'm really insecure um, with the Lord, if I'm really insecure about, you know, it could be something superficial uh, like my body or, or my looks or my weight, or, or it could be something um, internal and insecurity about, you know, my intelligence or, or something like that. Um, eventually that thing is gonna spill out and touch uh, the people around me. It could be that it touches them uh, by me withdrawing because I'm embarrassed or I'm ashamed. And so I withdraw from people or it could come out sideways in me lashing out um, and my lashing out, have you, have you ever been lashed out um, at by someone 
and it was just totally didn't make sense for the circumstance like their anger towards you uh, was just totally not realistic to the relationship um, I think we've all experienced that that that's an example of the of a person who's doing battle with themselves and it's spilling out and having you know collateral damage or friendly fire towards other people who are innocent bystanders this happens all the time we've all experienced this and so I think the Hebrew scriptures actually have a lot to say this say to this and in one of the most obvious well-known passages uh, in in the Bible so um just for a few minutes, I want to talk about the, the idea of loving God, loving neighbor, and loving self. Over the last decade, particularly in the last five years, there's been this huge emphasis in therapeutic language in our culture um, around the idea of self-love and self-help. And uh, that therapeutic language uh, that has come with that is profoundly helpful and insightful. And so I don't mean to, to throw that away. But it's amazing because this simple but profound insight, the, the need for humans to, to not constantly be at war, self-loathing and hating ourselves, but actually to, to embrace who God has made us to be and have an appropriate level of love towards oneself. This simple but profound insight in the Hebrew scriptures regarding the need to love God, love self and love neighbor was way ahead of its time. And we, we've really emphasized it in our culture over the last five to 10 years, but the Hebrew scriptures were already talking about a proper place for loving oneself, you know, 4,000 years ago when Moses was receiving the law on, on Mount Sinai, which is just remarkable. So the first part of, of the verse, Jesus puts these two things together. When, when he's asked, what's the greatest commandment? He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. These are actually two different passages in, in the Torah, two different passages in the Pentateuch in the books of Moses. The first part of it comes from Deuteronomy 6. This is the Shema, the famous prayer of Israel that the people of Israel were, were supposed to pray every single day. And they still do to this day. Orthodox Jews will pray this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. That's the first part of the great commandment. And the second is like it. The second comes from Leviticus 19. The context of Leviticus 19 is the series of exhortations that the Lord gives his people for how they should be treating one another in a just and a righteous way. So uh, this is how you're supposed to treat foreigners. This is how you're supposed to treat your children. This is how you're supposed to treat your servants. This is how you're supposed to treat your employers and so on and so forth. And then it says in Leviticus 19, 17, you shall not hate your brother in your heart. What's going on in there is going to spill out. It's going to come out. It's going to affect the people around you. You shall not hate your brother in your heart, but you shall reason frankly with your neighbor, lest you incur sin because of him. So even when you're frustrated with your neighbor, reason, be reasonable with them. Uh, reason frankly, be honest with them. Don't sin against them. Verse 18, you shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against the sons of your own people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And then the Lord puts his stamp on it because I am the Lord. Now, Jesus, again, when he's asked uh, by a teacher of the law, what's the most important commandment? Jesus said to him, this is Matthew 22, verse 37, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind. He takes that from Deuteronomy 6, and then he combines it uh, with the verse from Leviticus 19. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. 
what does it mean to love your neighbor as you love yourself? The, the invitation to love oneself, this is not an invitation to self-idolization. <laughs> the Lord is not inviting you to make yourself the center of the universe or to even think that your life or my life is about me or is about you. It's not. We do not sit at the center of the universe. And yet we are the vessels of the treasure of God. We are the vessels of the image of God, of the love of God. To love myself does not mean that I think the universe revolves around me. So how do we love our neighbors? This, this should give us a clue for how we are to love ourselves. Well, if we're going to really love our neighbors, we need to get to know them. We need to welcome them you know, into our yard, into our home. Uh, we need to practice hospitality. We share with them. We pray for them. We care for them. We watch their dogs and kids and so on and so forth, cut their grass when they're on vacation. So how do we love ourselves? In, in the same ways, we listen. Do you listen to yourself? Do you listen to what your heart is saying? Just a few moments ago, I, I received a really uh, difficult message from someone I love. And it was right before I hit record and I, I just needed to take a moment to grieve. I needed to take a moment and be sad about that and be honest about it. So li listen to your heart. That's part of what it means to, to love someone is you listen to them. We receive grace. We practiced honesty. Do you, are you honest with yourself? We make peace. Do you make peace with the parts of yourself that you don't like? And are you ready to make peace with the parts of yourself that you wish could change? That doesn't mean you give up the process of transformation. It means it means that, you know, your, your spouse isn't perfect and yet you still love them. Your child's not perfect. Your, your closest friend isn't perfect, but you allow for grace in their lives. So make peace. We rest, we care, we feed, we sleep, we laugh, we cry, we nourish, we exercise, we read, we study, we learn, we stretch, we seek help and counsel. All of these are ways that we practice appropriate, biblical, God-honoring, self-love, self care. It's the same way that we're meant to love our neighbor. These three types of loves form a symbiotic relationship. We can only fully love ourselves by loving God and loving neighbor. This is, you know, in many ways, this is the summary of First John. If you say you love God, but you hate your brother, you're a liar and you make God out to be a liar. Um, but if you love God, you'll love your brother, you'll love your neighbor. So we can only actually love ourselves by loving God and neighbor. And we can only fully love our neighbors by loving God and, and ourselves. And we can only fully love God by loving our neighbors and ourselves. These three things, they, they, they form a symbiotic relationship that work together to form a type of holistic love that transforms us and causes us to dig deeper and deeper roots um, into the person of Jesus Christ. Again, the, the, uh, the title of today's teaching is The War Inside Will Spell Out. It's going to spell out. So if you hate yourself, I want you to ask this question. If you hate yourself, how can you show true and lasting grace to others? That is a question worth wrestling through. If you hate parts of yourself, how can you show true and lasting grace uh, to others? Because they're as flawed as you are. Of the three areas of love, love for God, love for neighbor, love for self, where is the spirit of God inviting you towards growth and towards deeper health today? And finally, how might Jesus be inviting you to follow his example of this approach to love in this season 
of your life. Maybe think about how Jesus walked out these three areas of love. How did Jesus love God? How did Jesus uh, love his neighbor? And how did Jesus appropriately love himself? I hope that today's teaching was an encouragement to you. I hope that in the areas where you are facing ongoing battle, um, in the places in your soul where you have self-loathing or self-hatred, um, that you can receive the grace and the love of Jesus Christ, um, knowing that he doesn't love you because you're perfect. He loves you because uh, he's chosen you in his son. And that um, in that, uh, knowing that you've been crucified with Christ, uh, that it's his life in you, that you can make peace with yourself. And rather than the war inside of you spilling out and causing collateral damage around you, that the peace of Christ would transcend, which transcends understanding, would guard your heart. And that that peace of Christ would pour itself out. And as Paul says in that same passage where he prays for the peace of Christ in Colossians 3, that above all, I pray that you would be clothed in love. Have a great day. Thanks again for joining us. Go with God. Be blessed.